Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the series where we discuss the higher self aspects as per Vedic astrology. This is my interpretation of it. Please use your own discernment. Take what resonates with you. If you're an astrologer or if you're a budding astrologer wanting to investigate a little bit of Vedic astrology part, if you're using Western astrology, use your own discernment and take what makes sense to you from here. I think I'll have to cover this in more than one sessions, otherwise it gets way too complicated to understand and there are too many overlaps here. And I have used my own notes here for the purposes of understanding. So this, what I'm using here in front of you on the screen is what is called the diamond style North Indian Vedic chart plot. Okay the astrological natal chart, how it is plotted using the North Indian style. The South Indian style uses somewhat of a square set of boxes. This is called the diamond style because you see that big diamond in the center, the blue shaded part. And this is what is used in the North Indian system. So I'll use this as the basis for explaining to you what the houses are and with respect to the evolution of the house which is called as the higher self of a house in sanskrit it is also called bhavat bhavam bhava in sanskrit means the quality bhavat bhavam means the graduation of a quality of a house into another house if I had to simplify it, it would sound like how the aspects of a house move into another aspect of another house of a, or another area of life, a house, all the 12 houses in a chart is basically certain areas of our life, representative of certain areas of our life. That's all it is. So how the aspects of one part of our life spills onto another or graduates into the higher self of, as another house as told by the Hora Shastra or the Vedic Astrology. So I will share with you in this presentation some basics and then maybe cover it in different parts otherwise it just becomes too extensive to cover in one part. This particular part I will include it as a as a prelude to every other lesson and combine it as one video so you will be able to look back or revisit this part within a particular video it's far simpler that way it's just a teaching methodology really speaking so this is our diamond style chart and shown there are first all the way till 12th house and so as you can see it goes counterclockwise in order first second third fourth it's, it's a counterclockwise mechanism right now one thing which is used commonly, one principle which is used commonly in Vedic Astrology is the concept of Kendra and Kona. Kendra means foundation in Sanskrit. Kona or a short form of Trikona means a triangle. So the blue shaded diamond part in the center you see comprising of the 1st, 4th, 7th and 10th house, 1, 4, 7 and 10. These four houses form the Kendra or the foundation of a person's life. We will see what all this means later on. I'm just introducing the houses first in a kind of systematic study so it will be clearer as we go along in different parts. So the 
blue shaded part the diamond part in the center is the foundation of a person's life so according to vedic astrology the foundations are the first house seventh house fourth house and tenth house so if any planets and points are situated in these kendra houses or the foundational houses of a person's natal chart they become the determining factor in uh how the person's life is governed what they think about themselves what they think about their family their sense of self the foundational aspects of a person's self is determined by all the planets and points and the ascendant situated in these four houses the ascendant is of course the first house but the ascendant keeps changing through the 12 signs right we look at it at much later stage of this I'll have to cover it in multiple parts, like I said. So follow me here when I say this blue shaded area. Why I have shaded it is to have you follow with me. What is the foundational aspect of a human being? That's what these four boxes are, or these four miniature diamonds within the one big diamond goes. These are the foundational aspects. Whatever sign appears in these each one of these boxes. and whatever ascendant appears in the first house and all the planets and points appearing within this first house or are aspecting this first house from the outer houses will have a predominant major influence upon a person's thinking how they work what happens in their life as events and so on and so forth just remember that those are the foundational houses What about the outside ones? The second, third, fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth, eleventh, and twelfth house. These are all the outer houses, the non-shaded part. These I see are interpreted as things that come and go in our life, things that are added unto our lives, which come and go, which enter and leave, the gains and losses, the people and relationships, the work and career, our education, our knowledge. how all of this stuff changes through age through maturity if you want to know the age and maturity series after this i will link up in my video on the youtube so you can watch that that will make more sense with this because houses have a way of maturing planets have a way of maturing is quite complicated so the outer houses the non shaded areas are called the trikona or the kona houses that means they are the different triangles as we can see they are all shaped as triangles now these are just stuff that is added on to our life as learning as relationships as wealth as knowledge as creativity and so on and so forth so these are all the houses which are added on to us so they make you can call it the life lessons these are the life lessons we learn through what is added unto us from the external world and how we progress through life so there is the kendra houses the foundational houses which are in the center the four you can see first fourth seventh and tenth and everything else is external to you or added on to your life which gives it a quality of life which gives it a certain color which gives it a certain attribute okay which come and go in our life which you can find in the age and maturity series which i have published so for this i will end it with here and in the next part we will deal with 
the characteristics of each of this house so we'll get a better glimpse of how we progress through what all it can mean what all it means okay so keep watching and i will cover this as a part of every video in this part so you can revisit this within the video itself now that we have had a look at the the kendra and the kona houses let's look at the aspects and what it means in our life each of these houses the first house stands for the self the second house stands for your family which you are born in or which you will create yourself it stands for the stability of life stability factors of your life it stands for earned wealth your earning of wealth or whatever wealth in case you are born into a family what wealth the family has the third house stands for your abilities short travels individuality expenses for self the fourth house stands for mother and your heart energy the feminine part of part of you the left part of you the receiver is the left one the first one again stands for the head part okay the fifth house stands for exploring creativity sense of self your loves your desires romance it also stands for gain gain as in personal wealth the real wealth of you we'll understand this deeper as we go along bear with me the sixth house stands for working for self your work your daily routine your waking hours what you do with your waking hours in a day <clears throat> and through life it also stands for known enemies it also stands for small illnesses acute illnesses which come and go cough cold fever that kind of a thing it stands for energy expense of self where you expend your energy as a self the seventh house one of the foundational ones stands for the other self it may be your spouse it may be your business partner it can be some very close association like that not as a community but one on one whom you are interacting very closely with where you are very intimate with that's why it is also interpreted the house for marriage for spouse for relationships intimate relationships or even a business partner how you interact with the external world as a self that's why opposite to the first house the foundational house is the other the self and the other the eighth house stands for others family instability of life the ups and downs of life others wealth the ninth house stands for life's philosophy what the what's the kind of philosophy you adopt in life going forward as you mature foreign travels world view and expenses for others which you are giving out the 10th house again back to a foundational house stands for father or the head the right side the logical mind this is the heart mind this is the logical mind the right side stands for the father the head we'll see how this unfolds more the 11th house stands for giving creativity 
a sense of community fulfillment of love and desires fulfillment by view of gain that is wealth from others and the 12th house finally stands for service to others it stands for sleeping hours it stands for hidden enemies it stands for chronic illnesses it stands for energy expense which you give to others not for yourself but as you have to give to others now before proceeding i must point out the opposites of each house opposite of first house is the 7th house opposite of the 4th house is the 10th house and you can go the other way also opposite of the second house is the 8th house and you will find a pattern here that all opposite houses have the opposite aspects in vedic astrology third house opposite is the 9th house fifth house is for the 11th house and sixth house is the 12th house i want you to remember these aspects because this is very important going forward to understanding the nature of how vedic astrology proceeds in every direction so for example self first house opposite is the other the mother or the heart opposite is the head or the father the second house which stands for your family which you were born in or which you will create stability of life and your earned wealth the eighth house on the opposite side is others family your family versus others family stability of life versus instability of life there are some things which are stable in our life and some things which are unstable elements of our life things which come and go with time things which are the unknown uncertainties of life the second house stands for earned wealth the opposite of which will be others wealth so this is how even the planets and points function in vedic astrology it's like every house or wherever the planet is deposited has an opposite aspects it brings the energy from the house it sits in to the energy which is opposite if it sits here it will look there if it sits there it will look here you see what i'm saying let's take another one fifth house stands for exploring creativity which is pertaining to self you are exploring you are gaining creativity fifth house stands for creativity the 11th house is where you give away your creativity to the external world the fifth house stands for your sense of self what do you think about yourself and you are exploring here your sense of self so however planets and ascendants everything is deposited in your natal chart you are chart you are discovering yourself here in the 11th house you are discovering the community it's a larger community it's going away from self into the larger self which is the community here you are exploring your loves and desires so what is it you think about love what is it you think about romance what is it, what are your desires in the world what are your talents in the world because creativity and talents go hand in hand that's the gain for you as your personal sense of wealth we are not talking wealth in terms of money here your sense of wealth wealth and well-being you can call it in the 11th house this is fulfillment of love this is fulfillment of desires this is fulfillment of gain as you receive from the community so it's the opposite of personal 
to receiving from others. You receive from self, you receive from others here. Let's take sixth house, very interesting one in that way. You are working for self here. In the twelfth house, which is opposite to the sixth house, you are in service to others. In the sixth house, you talk about what you do in the waking hours. In the twelfth house, it's the sleeping hours. In the sixth house, you will know who your enemies are. In the twelfth house, you will find out who your hidden enemies are, who are not so out in the open, but they are still there. In the sixth house, it will deal with small illnesses that will come and go in your life and how that house is well placed or not. It will determine the small illnesses. Opposite to that, in the twelfth house is the chronic illnesses. In the sixth house, we expend energy. It's an expense house where we give our energy away for the sake of self, from self, to self. You have to work to earn a living, working for self. That's the work, daily grind, routines. In the twelfth house, this energy is expended for the sake of others. That's why it's also called a spiritual house. You're giving away your energy for the greater others, for the greater good of the community and so on and so forth. So I want you to understand and implement in whatever chart readings in this fashion, which will make more sense as we go along in the next part. Okay. Right. Take care. And keep watching and subscribe to my channel.